There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Better Banking is opening your new first Commonwealth Bank personal checking account with our online account recommendation tool and being entered to win wireless earbuds. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. Visit fcbanking.com for details. They formed this thing called the Green River Task Force. They would actually get female detectives, dress them up as prostitutes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was a real thing. They tried that shit. (laughs) 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 I think this is the first time in history they tried it. Welcome to Talk Murder to Me. Me, me, me. Let's get the sound of this boring show. Uh, Jen, did you like that reverb effect that I put in the thing for you? Thank you. So, this cocktail is looking quite colorful. Mm -hmm. Let's take a sip. The hint tonight was green. So, we are drinking green haze Mm. cocktails. That's actually pretty good. I like it, but I don't like the blue curacao in it. it that's that is the flavor. Yeah, it's <laughs> it a lot tastes of a little that. weird. Yeah, yeah. But I like is it. Is that all it yeah. is? Is that and pineapple juice? No, it's um, it's rum, blue curacao, pineapple juice, and Malibu, Malibu, and a dash of sour mix. Mm. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And it's bright green. I feel like no I, filter on this one needed. No, it's like Kelly green. Yeah, it's very bright. We have enough to make more. We have enough Midori. I feel like I can drink like ten of these. Oh, we didn't say Midori. That's what. It, oh, Midori. Duh. There you go. This is like Celtics green. I wonder how they're doing. the playing the Pelicans tonight. Oh, I gotta do. Where this. are the Pelicans? New Orleans. I've never heard of them before. That's because they used to be the Hornets. Ah, okay. That's probably why. Um, but they were the Hornets yeah, after what? Charlotte was the Hornets. Now the Char- Charlotte, then Charlotte became the Bodcats, and now they're the Hornets again because Michael Jordan wanted them to be. I think that's weird team. that basketball like will so f- like they changed the name. I feel like so, it's bad for franchising. No, I think I, you know. I, I, I I'm usually very good about this stuff, but, but this one I'm not 100. percent So the the Hornets were originally in Charlotte. Then the franchise moved to New Orleans, and then they put another team in Charlotte, which became the Bobcats. Mm-hmm. But then I recognize that from Winter Hill, right? Yeah. But then um, Michael Jordan is part owner owner of the Charlotte of they were the Bobcats because he's from. North Carolina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He went to UNC. He correct. Went to UNC, and I only know that from Space Jam. Right. We should watch Space Jam soon. We should. Oh, it's a great movie. Um, and so he he wanted the team to become the Hornets again because that's like that's how it was. So now the New Orleans team are the Pelicans. Is the Pelicans? But don't you think that's interesting? It's like, I mean, there's not a lot of sports teams in other sports where they change their name. Very often. I'm thinking, like, recently, there was one in baseball, maybe, kind of recently. No. 
or maybe I'm thinking it, the fact that it was like a, a different city. Something moved. So yeah. So the oh, you, you might be thinking of football because the St. Louis Rams moved to L.A. Oh, I was I, I was thinking maybe it was something in California. Someone someone was L.A. and now they're something else. Um, in baseball, maybe like the Dodgers. The uh no. I don't know about baseball, but the San Diego Chargers are now wait are L.A. Still? Chargers. I think so. That's probably that's what I'm thinking of. And uh, the Los Angeles Angels. You're thinking of the Angels of Anaheim. That's it. And that's what I'm thinking of. The yes, Oakland Raiders are potentially moving to Nevada. Whoa! Yeah, interesting. Yep. I feel like that's really weird for franchises. Though. Like you're when you're fa- maybe it's just because maybe they don't have a lot of fans in the, those teams. But I feel like that's hard. And maybe that's just because we're, we're where we're from. Where the Red Sox have been the Red Sox since, since for a they were long the, time. Well, yeah, since they were the Braves. Yeah, they were the Boston, Boston Braves. Braves. And I mean, actually, we did. Ha- we were the Boston Patriots at one point, and yeah. now we're the New England Patriots. Well, fun fact: um, before Robert Kraft decided that he was moving the stadium, like keeping the stadium in Foxborough, the New York mm. Stadium, it was. It almost went to Hartford. Hmm. I'm glad it didn't. Yeah, me too. <sighs> My aunt lives, like, right down the road from Gillette. But I guess that kind of makes it um, more of a case than, like, there's a lot of sports teams that have some controversy around their names that if it's... Like the Redskins? Yes. Where maybe it if it's not, like, teams do it all the time just because if people change ownership, mm-hmm. they could change the name because it's a little sensitive. Yeah. Or like the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, but that's not as bad as the Redskins, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, that's kind of a derogatory slang, so it's well, a little bad. I mean, you, you know what they can do is they can keep the name Redskins and they can just change this mascot from a Native American to a football. Cause, or you can change it to pigskin. Yeah, I was going to say they can be the, they can be the Washington pig, pigskins. Yeah, make them winkers on the, on the helmets. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Sports. With yeah. a Z. Sports. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. <laughs> Great football. Mm-hmm. Let's not drink that anymore. You don't I think like so? That. I like it. I don't like grapefruit. I'm allergic. What? Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah, I'm about to start. I can already feel Why it. did you are the one that bought the bottle? You're such a fucking liar. <laughs> You're being a dick tonight. I am. We should start over. And I also know I owe myself a shot, so I'll go get myself a bottle. Bring the bottle in for all of us. Which, by the way, our, thanks to our friends at Six Mile Spirits for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate you. Yes, thank you guys. When I went in the other day, he was like, oh, we haven't seen you in a while. I was like, yeah, we're trying to kill our liquor cabinet. He's like, that makes sense. And he's like, I'm going to throw a little discount in there for you. Mm. So... Not nice. Six miles. That was remember he said he. I told John like they were asking. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen John in a while. Yeah, he, he did. He was yeah. like, I haven't seen John. I went in, in there while. today and I walked in and like you remember the first times we had to inter, you know keep like reminding him. Yeah. And first thing he says when I walked in was, you know, how's the podcast? You guys recording tonight? And I was like, yeah, we That's awesome. sure are. That's cool. Yeah, those That's, guys are great, man. Yeah, those I really love them. They're awesome. If you guys are from Charles, if you guys live near the Mount Pleasant area. And you buy liquor from anywhere else other than Six Mile, you know, don't. Go to Six Mile. They're the best. I'm they're so you. nice. And they're like, 
Like, we made friends with them. Yeah. And not because we're in there all the time. They just are really good at remembering, like, who we are. Yeah. Because and they're, listen, they listen to the podcast. Yeah. You know, so they're, they're just really cool people, man. They really are. You know. Are you kidding me? I ain't drinking Goldschlager. Why not? There's by my fucking self. A bit in here. Holy hell. Grapefruit or Goldschlager? Reminds me of um, Superbad. That's not real gold. Can we finish another bottle? Yes, we can. God damn it. Let's drink that shit. Yes. Well, this is going to be another Golden State Killer episode. I mean, I'll trade you if you want. No. Is there another bottle that we can take shots of that is not full? You mean that it's close to empty? Yes. Let me look. Wait, you don't take more shots? I might. Uh-uh. Me too. Let's Not take playing. shots. You don't have to work till 11. No, but I was going to wake up early and try to finish my paper. I was going to try to finish my paper tomorrow. It's probably not going to happen, but I was going to try. But yeah, I can take some shots. How was that gold slogger? Uh, you know what I, I like? I feel like that girl on super bad. Do you get my gold slogger? You know what I like about that grapefruit vodka is that it's kind of salty. It does. It does have a little bit of salt in there. Well, I put my balls in there. Stop! That's fucked up. If we got it's any fans out there that know... Is there such thing as a penis doctor? We want to know. All right, I had a question today because Nicole went to her vagina doctor. That's true, I and did. And I said... We're getting real personal Is there now. anything as a penis doctor? Because I don't know any man that goes to see a penis doctor every month. Well, I said, well, what do they do when you, they ask you to cough? Like, what I mean, doctor they is stretch that? it out That's a, a little prostate. bit and ask you yeah. to cough. Like, That's prostate. The, That's your boots. Yeah, I know. But what kind of doctor is that? A prostate doctor. There That's you your go. booty hole. That's a man doctor. That's not. No, they cup your balls when they do it. They, they? Not, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you watching? They do not cup your balls. Don't they? Don't and they, they cup your balls your and they ass. ask you to cough? Yeah. Come on. Get it now. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> hey, you should tell the story about um the, the lady. Who, no. Don't they have to? Okay, so she had to put stick her fingers up your butt. What? What? Talking about? Her, she had to check your prostate. Oh yeah, you I don't told know us what about you're that story. About. I remember that. She story. did it more than once. She liked your butt. She thought it was cute. Do you want me to tell that story? Yeah, tell that story. It's a really funny story. On the air, we're live. It's a really funny story. I hope that I have a guy. I got a we're guy that has one, a cute butt. Men only. Men are only have prostates, correct? I think so. Right. That's why I'm assuming it's a man doctor. Yeah. Like, that. that's not a thing that women get checked no. for. I know, but, we like, get you get your vaginas oh, checked. I rue the day when I ever have to go yeah. get You have a genital doctor. Yes, we do correct. not have a genital doctor. We have All a right, prostate but they're gland still checking doctor. Your, but they're still checking. They're doing something up somewhere. Well, it's a good thing something. that we have genital doctors because, like, there's a there's lot, lot of stuff yeah. that can go on in there. Yeah. That's right. All right, so we got a new fan email last week. Fan mail. Uh, so this one's from Jasmine Rodriguez. Hi, I, hey guys, I'm Jasmine with no E from Ocala, Florida, and I, in all caps, love your podcast. You guys make me laugh so much, and I love hearing about all the cases you cover. I went through all the episodes in no time and get so excited when I see a new one. I've recommended Talk Murder to me to, to a bunch of my friends, and they all loved it. Love you guys so much and can't wait to hear what's next. Jasmine. Jasmine, thank Thanks. you. Thank you so Jasmine. much, Jasmine. Oh, for, my God. My, my grandmother actually lived in Ocala. 
That's cool. Florida, which is so I, maybe we crossed paths when I was uh, younger. I mean, it would have been more than ten years ago because my grandmother passed away. R.I.P. Grandma, but um, there are a lot of horses there oh my in God, Ocala. I spilled this all over myself. I also Shit. remember uh, going to <sighs> Montgomery Ward, and the first Cold Stone Creamery that I ever went to was in Ocala. Mm. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of horses. My my aunt. Uh, on my mom's side, so my grandmother's daughter uh, lived in Marion, which is right down the road. Hmm. So Jasmine from Florida, did you like Another the Jasmine? Uh, yeah, did no you like? Them. Did you like the lobster episode? And how far is that from? Oh, oh yeah, where, where did okay. that take place? Okay, um, um, that was uh, Jupiter. No. Jupiter, yeah, no, it was Jupiter. Jupiter, Florida. Was yeah. it? No, it was close where, to Jupiter, Florida. It doesn't sound familiar. Well, Jupiter is where the American Horror Story season took yeah, place. Yeah, that's where this was. Okay. Well, Ocala is in the middle of the state. It's like two hours away from Orlando. The Lobster Man. Um, so, so yeah. Thank you so much, Jasmine, thank for you, your Jasmine. email. Yeah. Um, but sign up to us on Patreon. Patreon. We'll, yeah. Jasmine, episodes. Patreon. we'll do an episode just for you if you if you want us to do yeah. something. Yeah, email John at, John at Talk Murder, not Jen. And not uh, J O N John J O N John J O N at talkmurder.com. Tell me what you want to do. Most people that contact me want me to do a murder from their specific town or close by. So I'd love to go back down and do one in Florida just for you. So I told you guys, I told you guys tonight the hint was green. We're drinking a green drink, and I'm already on my second one, my second shot. Where are we going and who are we killing? Canada. And someone gets killed over a marijuana war. In marijuana in Canada? Oh, yeah. like the new It's marijuana. legal so, there. Yeah, yeah. It's legal there. Yeah. Um, the hint was green. Just to... Yeah. I think... I think it has to do with envy. I don't know. I think, I think someone is, is killed because they're desiring... Um, like someone else's wife, and they can't have them. Coveting by neighbor's green. wife. I don't understand yeah. green. You, you never heard you're green with envy. I never heard that. The no. green-eyed monster. You, it's like, like the it's one Bears of the book? it's one of the seven deadly sins is envy. Do you remember the Berenstein Bears book? Which actually, if you look at I the thought spelling, it was a Bernstein. It's Bernstein. Bernstein. It's spelled with an A. It's not spelled with an E, which is contrary to my total childhood upbringing. It's part of the Mandela Mandela man. man Mandela effect. What? What are you talking about? The Mandela. Mandela. Nelson? No. Why are you talking about Mandela and Nelson, Jen? I'm not. I'm talking about the Mandela (laughs) effect or Mandela (laughs) effect where you think it's one thing and it's like something totally not. Like how like how there was a movie called Shazam and there's not. There is a movie called Shazam. It's with. No. It's with. um, Nope. There's no such thing. Nope. No, that's Shaq Fu. There's no such thing as movie Shazam. Shaq. All right, what is it, Jen? I don't remember, but there's no such thing. There is a movie it's called Shazam. It's on fucking, like, yeah. Amazon right it's now. It's not I real. literally just watched it the other day, you Jen. You did not. You're it, lying. No, I swear to God. It came Jen, on recently. Okay, like, Jen's um, cut It automatically off. started playing after no, the movie. No, no, Jen, no. Okay, you're all right. Let me, give you another, let me give you another example. No because I'm pretty sure there's a movie called Shazam. So does everyone else think. It's I the, need to look it up. It's the Mandela No, effect. do not get your phone. Ah! I am looking it up. Okay. Shazam, right there. 2019 is not... It is real, Jen. Shazam, right there. It's a TV series. But Kazam is the movie? Kazam. 
What are you talking about, Jen? I don't understand what we're talking about. All right, about. all right. So the movie's called Kazam, not Shazam. We're wrong. Okay, so... And what does this guy do with anything? It's the Bern- Berenstein, Berenstein Bears. Bears. Not the Bernstein Bears. No, it's Berenstein. No, it's the Bernstein. Berenstein. It's not even Steen. It's Stain with an A. Anyway, no, it's the, not yes, Steen. It, look it up. Bernstein Bears. Look it up, if you don't believe me. Anyway, so... The, at the book, the book about envy, and the the brother bear turns green because he gets jealous of sister bear and like all her stuff. But there you go. It's Berenstain bears with they. So that was a long way around it. So um, I think this takes place in <sighs> Washington State. Ooh, interesting because of the forests. I just picked something random, but that was the first word association, yes, that came to my mind. And also, the fact that marijuana is also legal there. Is it really? Mm-hmm. It's also legal in Massachusetts. Yeah. <gasps> See? Another reason why we should go visit home. I'm not going up there. Jen, okay, I'm going to say mm, 1989. Where are we going? We're going to... You guys sure you want to do this? I feel like you're not really into it. No, no, we're only three shots deep. All right, kudos for you. Why? We're going to Seattle. <gasps> wow! So, yay for you. Oh, my gosh. How did yes. you guess that? I don't know. I Very like, good. truly only guess it because of the marijuana thing. So, I'm kind of buzzed. We're drinking green something. Haze. Green haze. Which reminds me of Purple Haze by Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. I can sort of play that song. <laughs> You'll have to play... Um, Purple Haze! I can play the opening <laughs> Is it eyes or mine? You have to play something for Ashley next episode. I will. Ashley, um, Ashley, you sent an email to one of these guys and asked if I could play some guitar. I'm not very good, but I'll try to make oh, you something. Oh, now you're fishing. <laughs> uh, am I catching anything? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, got a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ashley, I'm, you know, I'm decent. So, I'll have to play something for you. That was a large gulp. Excuse me <sighs> while I kiss the sky. <clears throat> Tonight, we're going to be talking about a true serial killer. Ooh. Um, not just and a one Seattle. or two type of guy. And what's different about tonight that we haven't done? Have you, has everyone seen uh, Silence of the Lambs? Yes. <gasps> okay. Yes. Do you remember how Hannibal the Cannibal teamed up to help catch Buffalo Bill? Yes. Okay. So that actually happened in real life. What? This serial killer was so prolific, and the detectives. There's that word again. Yeah, I know. The detectives were clueless. They consulted with someone with the same mindset. When they were already in jail? Oh! Yeah, when they're already locked up. The reason they teamed up with him is because he could get into the mindset, and this guy was killing so many people. What's his name? So he said, listen, I've done this. I can get into his mind. My name is Ted Bundy. What? (laughs) No, wait. Ted Bundy is the consultant. No way. I didn't know yeah. that they used Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy was the consultant in this case because, and I'll get into it later. What's the guy that I was thinking of that movie, that, that series that we watched? Mindhunter. Yeah. That's who, who I was just talking about. Edmund. Edmund Kemper. 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 No, I but said. who who's the killer? Edmund Kemper. Edmund Kemper. 
He was the one with the high heels and... No, I'm thinking of a different thing. The, guy, the episode, we watched it right around Christmas time last year. In the mail. He did the thing in the mail. Oh, BTK. Yeah, you're thinking of Mindhunter. You're thinking you're of... You're talking about Zodiac? Ta- Krasinski. Oh, Ted Krasinski? He's a Unabomber. No. The mail guy. The one that, who put the bombs Ted in the mail. Krasinski. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. That's a good uh, movie, by the way. That's who I'm oh, We're going to cover him oh. eventually. Because wasn't he also a consultant? The Unabomber? I don't know. I haven't done him yet. All right, guys, let's get started. So we're going to Washington. I've never been. Have you been, Nicole? I have been many times. Okay. Have you been around the Green River? I don't know. Okay. I've been around the Green River. I don't know much about it, but I know the Green River is a slow meandering river that just ebbs and flows. Caught up to us. Ebbs and flows. Slow, unlike the way Jen's drinking right now, which is super fast. That last one tasted like cotton candy. (laughs) All right, so we're going to August 15th, 1982. You were close, Nicole. You said 1989. I said 2000. I'm also finally starting to remember what I say. I have a problem (laughs) where I don't remember the things that I say. Where, like, I. Sometimes I'll say out loud, or I'm like, oh, yeah, I said this, but it's actually the other thing that I was thinking. Like, you know how you you will give two guesses? Yeah. Sometimes when I say but things I out loud, I know, but sometimes when I say, like, oh, yeah, I guess blank, I'm re- actually remembering the thing, your second, like, my second guess. And I, um, so I'll give you an example. When we were doing the, um, the last episode, at one point, I said, my guess was Kentucky, but I said, "Oh yeah, I guess Ken- Tennessee." But that was in my in my head. That See? was that was my backup it's guess. A thing. But I couldn't remember which one I said out loud. Exactly, it's a thing. I just forget what I say. It's not a thing. Jen. It's a thing, and Nicole has experienced I d- it. Yeah, but I forget what I say out loud all the time. It doesn't matter. It's like I don't know if that's a sign of Alzheimer's. No, no, it's different. No, no, no. I don't. Re- I just truly don't remember it, what I said. No, no, no. It, it, it's different because like. Because you have, you have, when you're guessing something, you have, an, ultimately, you have a choice to make. So, out of all the 50 states, you have to narrow it down to one and say it out loud. But for me, I narrow it down to two. I was like, mm, it could be this or this. And then you say one But thing. you know what you ultimately decide. I, I'll say... Oh, yeah, I said Tennessee, but really I said Kentucky originally. Okay, yeah, but it's I still the same remember. thing, except I know that... I've had this problem since I was a child. That you don't remember things? What I've I say. Had this... I don't remember what I say. See, but I have this problem, too, but it's also because of my multiple head injuries. I have had no... Oh, you know, head uh, multiple injuries. head injuries could mean you are an eventual serial killer. Well, I hope not. And you might be, because you're under 31, and the guy we're not talking about tonight started at 31, so... You hmm. still have a few years to go. You know, listen. But I'm there's not, not a lot of female serial killers. There are there a lot are. of female serial killers. Not nearly as many. You guys just do a more niche. You kill like babies and your husbands and stuff. Hmm. So you're not really serial killers unless you're killing like 10 husbands. But Like Kate Bender. Or um, Granny. Her mom. Nanny Doss. Mm. Remember Nanny Doss? Her pies. Obviously, I'm not going to go through all of these victims. How many victims? No, 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 take a guess right now. How many victims are on there? 45. I put up a list of victims and... 48. You know you were counting. No, I guess. No, you were counting. I guess. I I already cut the time limit off, so... You didn't say that. 45. 
Go to patreon.com slash talkmurder if you want to be a part of the discussion. This is going to be a very highly discussed one. I've been wanting to do this case forever since we started this podcast. This case has always intrigued me, and I'm so glad I dived so deep into it. And you guys are going to enjoy this a lot. And I'm so surprised you haven't heard of it. What's the key? So what's I'm the killer's so name? I'm so I will get to that in a minute. Oh. All right. But Ted Bundy is the advisor. If te- all right, do you guys Ted know Bundy Ted- based out of Washington? I thought he was in like New York or Chicago. That's why I was thinking Chris. But they Kaczynski. can no, they had to fly in to see him, but he was still an advisor because just like Silence of the Lambs, to catch a killer, you need to have the mind of a killer. Right now, th- that's this- why you have FBI profilers. Yeah. You know? So I'm gonna this story right here. The detectives were getting absolute hell from the community because they could not find this guy and they were struggling looking at all of these victims there's not a clear i was i was literally just going to say that i mean there's um african-american girls there's white girls there's girls with brown hair blonde hair feathered hair curly hair some of them are some of them are similar looking though if you look at them like one some of them are but it just it's a very broad spectrum yeah like but they're all younger yeah they're all probably like 20 Mm -hmm. if that Mm -hmm. you know that's a good point that you said earlier about the types most serial killers tend to kill their own race Hmm. Yeah, you have a black serial killer. They're most yeah, likely yeah. going to kill black uh, African American females. So was this guy really? a mixed race? What? No, he was not a mixed race. Hmm. But he was it, white. This is one of the reasons that they had trouble catching him because he was all over I the didn't place. Know. You know, most people have a type, like you said. I mean, he was wasn't the um eye killer in the eye of the beholder one also mixed, but he mostly killed prostitutes. No, he was a white. He no, I white. know, but didn't he kill black women too? Um. Yeah, I oh, think so. Yeah. But so, that was just for the eyes. But I, but I think yeah. it had to do with like they were they were all prostitutes. Yeah, that so was, maybe um, the common thread is that these are all prostitutes. No way, I disagree. You never know. All right, here we go. August fifteenth, nineteen eighty-two. The book I'm reading was written. I pretty much try to read the a book for each story, you know. And the best ones I found, and sometimes they're the hardest to read, are from the actual detectives that were on the case for however long hmm. now the reason they're hard to read is because they write them themselves <laughs> they're not good writers yeah exactly very detailed this book is an exception this book is actually a phenomenal book okay and, and it doesn't just break into the 20-year quest to catch this killer it also gives you insights into how the bureaucracy and some of the inefficiencies of the police departments you know because this detective lived it all. Hmm. And he spent his whole life, his whole career trying to catch this guy. And this is what he left behind. So if you think about it, you're this detective. They started following this guy around victim number six, victim number seven. And that's a big number. Now he feels the responsibility from all those other ones. See all those other victims? Because at, they could not catch this guy at all. So the responsibility, he feels it. Mm. You know, could I have done better? Is there something else we could have did? Because they started following him, like I said, around six or seven. And there's, I think there's 48 up there. That's what but I said. we're going to talk about about 70. 
Well, 70. Yeah, 70. He's, oh, my God. This, so this 48 killer, confirmed Well, there's 70. a question mark, so I just assumed that he only got to, like, 47 people. The common knowledge is this guy has killed about 70 people. Wow. Holy which is shit. a lot. Which is a lot. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. It was August 15th, 1982. The Green River in Seattle, near Seattle, Washington. There's a phone call that came into the detective because there was a rafter going down the stream. And like I said, the Green River is slow. It's not like the, the rivers around here, you know, that just right into the ocean. This river is just like calm. Would it right? be a good river to like go rafting? Yeah. You'd never fucking get there. But yeah, I want to like, like a lazy yeah. river. Yeah, yeah it's it like I a wanted, lazy river. Yeah. I love raisin lazy rivers. Lazy rivers. Edisto, but I'm concerned. Yeah. I, and I did it once, but like every time I kept on thinking about the alligators, it might have been in the Oh, water. yeah, fuck that. No. No, we'll go lazy river rafting up in Maine where there are no alligators, only bears. Yeah. Well, that's even worse, probably, Jen. Yeah. Um, no, because there aren't going to be bears in the water. Jen, bears ride and bears can cross water. They can swim. But also, how about a water park? Yes, there's a <laughs> water park. Them. There's a water park uh, in um, Ladson. I don't know if it's good, but well, we can try it. I'm just saying. So August fifteenth, nineteen eighty-two, a rafter. He calls the detectives. He's seen. I don't know. It's weird. Like he's rafting, and then there's this these mannequins. I mean, why is the mannequins out on this river? I guess, like, the department store needed to throw them out, so they threw them on this river? I don't know. They were, like, pushed the up against the bank. And he's sitting there. It's an old-timer. And he's looking at these mannequins. And then in the distance, back behind all the trees and the brush, because he's kind of down in the by the edge of the river, and he looks through the trees, and he sees a guy getting to his truck, but the guy looks at him. And he waves, like a friendly wave. Hey, how are you? He didn't say anything, but it's like, hey, how are you? And he gets in his truck, and he drives off. Now, this rafter, of course, goes over there and sees, like, what the hell, these mannequins? You know, maybe, I don't know, it's weird. See some random mannequins. I mean, obviously, but their bodies. Their bodies, they're not mannequins. You guys have heard this podcast they're, before. They're probably they must have been fresh. Yeah. So were they? Po- would they have no heads? Um. No, they had heads. You are so desensitized. I know. It's it's like like when you compare the the Dennis Nelson episode to like now. <laughs> You're <a> pro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the mannequins were actually two. Dead women that were hmm. already starting to decompose. Ooh. So he sees this guy and it's like, because the Green River is a very large space. I mean, yeah, you run into fishers and all this stuff, but you, you usually don't see. I mean, if this guy was waving at you, he most likely knew about these mannequins, a.k.a. dead bodies, a.k.a. Cynthia Hines and Marshall Chapman. Oh. Hey, Nicole, will you please read and... We're going to be reading a lot tonight, so... Oh, not me. I'm already buzzed. A man rafting down the river saw two bodies and called the police. 
I came out to investigate. I was walking through this heavy grass and almost tripped over a third body. So, guys, tonight we are reading from Chasing the Devil, my 20-year quest to capture... Mm. The Green River Killer. Oh, I have heard of the Green yeah. River. I have heard of the Green River. Killer. This is I don't. I'm yeah. not familiar with the case, yeah. but I have heard of the. Now, Green this River is killer. a very, very wild case. Now, the guy that wrote this, and if you read, there's other books out there. For instance, one's called River Man. If you read, if you really want the information, you have to read it from the detective in his own words. Why wouldn't you? So, this book is from Sheriff. David Reichard, he was the one that put his whole career to use catching this guy. Mm. The book was really well written. Now say that. But as you'll see, as I'll talk about the department, I mean, just look at the victims on the screen. Did they do the best they could? The, The department got a lot of criticism. Up to 70 dead women. So Over 20 years. Over 20 years. They could not catch this guy at all. And, they, and I'll show you mistakes they made. That they were... They had the guy. So I have a question. Yes, go ahead. And you'll probably cover this later, but... If you... So they on the screen you have 47 women. But you say up to 70. Does that mean that he changed his MO for the rest of the women that are potentially killed by him? Um, no, I'll get to that later. Sorry. The ones that David, uh, Reichert, Reichert found first was Opal Mills, Cynthia Hines, and Marshall Chapman. Now, they're up there somewhere. So this is the first sign of a serial killer. Yes. Because you find three, I mean, this guy was walking, trying, he was trying to map out, how did he drag these two bodies over here? And then it's like, oh my God, there's another one. Like, he stepped on the foot of the other one. He's like, shit, there's another one. One of the women, the African-American woman that was in the water, and he says it's, it was almost like she was waving at him because her whole body was submerged. Mm. And her hand was kind of the only thing that was free. I mean, her, her body was kind of being pulled down by vines and just the weight of the water. But her hands, her right hand was up and it was kind of, it was underwater, but it's like waving, almost like, help me, Ugh. help me. They tried to pull her out, and he gets very detailed in the book when he says he tried to pull her out by her arms. And she's been there for so long that her her skin actually came off. You know, when, when you <sighs> sit underwater for so long, the skin actually com- comes off of the skeleton. Mm. So... There's a couple bodies that were in there for a very, very long time. Guys, and and like I said, I'm putting the entire post on our Patreon page. Please go join join the conversation with us. And I'm also putting the uh, the movie that I found about this whole thing. You can find it on YouTube if you search, 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 search. If not, you got to pay like $7 for an Amazon movie. I found it on YouTube. Somebody put it up. So go there, Patreon page. Support us. Comment with us. Let's get in this conversation. That's all I'm going to say about it. Now, right there they found three bodies. Okay. In May, okay, this was August I was talking about. In May, 
there was a couple looking for some mushrooms near the Green River. They were trying to find wild mushrooms. Which mm. I was trying to figure out what they need that for. But then again, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is Washington State. So yeah. Possible recreational activities. But then again, uh, the pills I'm taking uh, are supposedly wild mushrooms. Not hallucinogenic, but like they're, I buy them at Whole Foods. Mm. They're, they clean your skin up or something. I don't know. Excuse anyway. Me. So they were looking for wild mushrooms near the Green River, but instead they found a fully dressed woman with a bag over her head. Ooh. Now this is different because the other the other bodies before were completely naked. Mm-hmm. There was an empty wine bottle placed on her chest. There was also a couple dead fish that were placed on her neck. Hmm. Now this is the That's third, and this is this is one of the things that the detectives did right in this case they collected dna samples and that sounds weird saying that now but in the 80s dna samples were not like they are today right there's only one reason to collect the dna sample in the 80s and that was to determine someone's blood type now you can do a lot more with it mm-hmm. so the fact that they actually got the dna samples out of these victims the semen and stuff was brilliant because most other detectives around the nation were not doing that because all it could tell you was a blood type. Does that make sense? But now as we got these advanced methods, I mean, look at the golden state killer, right? Mm. All these advanced methods you can exactly match. And I'm not a genetic geneticist, geneticist, but they can match up an exact profile from your DNA structure just from using a, a small smidget of it. You know what I saw today? What? They there's this um website kind of like like 23andme but but different. I don't remember the name of it, but um they like will take your DNA profile and they can make it into a portrait and you can like learn all about your DNA and like Yeah, 23andme, right? No, 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 no. Like ancestry? It's no. No, it's like it starts with an H. But like they use they they take your DNA, you get your DNA profile, but they make that DNA profile into like this portrait, like and you hang oh, it on cool. your wall. Yeah, it's really cool. But, but like I said, I'm not submitting my yeah. DNA. No, to I, I, I want the yeah. Golden State Killer episode. No, I, I want to. Yeah, exactly. Listen, to maybe Golden my State parents. Killer. I'll get them twenty three me so I can find out my information and divide it by two. But like, nah. But they can still, they can still track still you. you. Like if you have not oh, listened to DNA. If you have not listened to Golden State episode, or you say like, "Oh, this person's related to these people." Hey guys, if you have not listened to our Golden State Killer episode, the uh, second part to that, we talk about the DNA and how they got it, and you know, it's good that they caught them. But for me, no one's ever getting my DNA, and I really want to give it to them because I want to know what diseases I'm potentially could have in the future i want to know my distant ancestors but i also don't want to give that to the detectives if my cousin way down the road kills someone now i'm drawn into some investigation and i'm made public yeah i I also don't want to get cloned in the future yes so if it was if it was in a 20 year time frame and they were caught fairly recently yeah, I'm gonna get into the mo later of exactly the gruesomeness of this, but you know, I want to start off slow. <laughs> Ease into it. So yeah, that couple was looking for mushrooms. They found a woman fully dressed, 
Obviously, this was a victim of the Green River Killer. There were there was a bag over her head, an empty wine bottle placed on her chest, dead fish placed on her neck. Mm. They did collect the DNA sample. Now, was this the same killer? Because all of a sudden, the MO is completely different. The other women were undressed. Now, the the uh, pathologist in the coroner found out that, or they could tell that the victim was undressed, but then redressed. Hmm. And then all this, it was staged. Interesting. So that, that gives you a, like a foresight of this killer. He was staging this to make it not look like the other one because he didn't want to get caught. He wasn't taunting the cops and trying to be like, oh, there's two killers. That, well, yeah, he may have been like, there's two killers out there. But he wanted to throw them off so he can keep doing his thing. This was his hobby. This was his passion. He didn't want the police. He didn't want notoriety. If he if he didn't get caught, eventually he would still be out there. Does that make sense? Like he don't want he doesn't want publicity. So maybe he was changing the mo, trying to throw him off the track. Now I do want to say that all these women that he has killed were related to prostitution in some way. Boom! I said yeah. that. I know I said that out loud. Yeah, they were all prostitutes. Like the and eye of the beholder. A lot of them were 16. 16, 17, 18. Well, Some of them go so up to young. 30. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. because during this time period, this was not more accepted, but I mean, you'd run away from home. There's domestic issues. You're 16 years old. You need to fund a life somehow. You get out on the street. You start... Do you know mingling with their own people? You start selling your body for sex. You may be sixteen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, anytime I I just feels like there had I don't know. I always think of when I now whenever I think of prostitution, I always think of Les Miserables, like of the dock scene. It's just so sad. How did this get full? I finished this drink already. Junior, just a shot. You're drinking. Oh my God! Here's Jen. Jen, we going to IHOP tonight. You and me. No. We gonna walk. We've already discussed. We're having. How dare you, Jen? We're having pita chips and hummus. Your hands Jen, will fall off. If I carry you to IHOP, we're having pita no chips way you and hummus. Lift me up, John. There's no possible way you. We can got lift a wheelbarrow, Jen. I'll carry you. Pita chips and hummus is what we're having afterwards, folks. All right, guys. During walk. 19. Wait, you said 1989. That's very close. Yeah. During 1982. Yeah. This is why, if you if you read his book, you'll see why he's, it's almost like he's kind of pissed about the case. Because during 1982 alone, at least 16 women would go missing. Wow. All had ties to prostitution. Year. Many were last seen near the Sea-Tac Strip, which is near the airport. I yeah. Could, yeah. Oh, you know where that's at? Yeah. Okay, so what's around there? Can you tell us? I don't know if well, it's the same today, but... Uh, see, I mean, Sea-Tac, it's, it's not that far outside of Se- downtown Seattle. It's it's probably 20 minutes from the heart of Seattle. Yeah. Is that? 15? Can you tell us about it? I've never been. Did you been. go on the Space Needle when you went to Seattle? I have been on the Space Needle. I've, I've never, also been to the restaurant that's in the Space Needle. I've never been to it Seattle before. Around. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, it's kind of like the, isn't the top of the hub kind of like that? Yeah. Does but, the top of the hub rotate? I don't know, but. i never been to the top But of they the do, hub. Ha- me either. Well, let's go in the summer when you come to Boston. Yeah. 
Um, so I've been to Seattle a couple of times. My sister lived in Woodby Island, Washington for a couple of years. So I visited her several times. Um, public market is really fun. Like, I mean, amazing seafood, amazing sushi, salmon. Oh, man, it's really good for Starbucks, which now you're we're on a no Starbucks phase yeah. right now. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Seattle Airport is is pretty nice. I yeah, mean, that's Starbucks that's where Seattle. yeah, that's where Pike Place is where the, yeah. their first um, Pike Place location burned down. So the place that's there today, that's the Pike Place location, is not the original one, but it's just what has been rebuilt. So guys, if you want to go, if, if you, you wanna... go there, they have a special Pike Place coffee that you can only purchase at that different location. than the regular pike place correct there is one that you can only purchase at that location what does that cost like 50 bucks for a small guys please uh, you starbucks. buy like a bag like oh. it's like you can like purchase bagged coffee. i know you probably love yeah. starbucks and i used to too but please hear me out starbucks is a i i have stopped drinking starbucks altogether they they charge way too much for the drinks i can attest it's john, all ice. john would almost exclusively want to drink starbucks coffee yes and now he has converted to be a dunks fan and Woo! i am i am a dunks fan and that's not even a southern thing that's a northern thing and that's the from only... quincy massachusetts yeah so but so, listen starbucks they came out the, uh, a couple months ago it was like you know what we're gonna we're making a big change there's a big press release we're giving, we're stopping using straws, some plastic, we're not giving any plastic oh, I straws. I going to go with the porn thing. They're going to go with, they're, they're banning one billion straws from Starbucks. And I had it was a all, drink with a straw the other day. And then the freaking, no, this is, yeah. Oh. And then like all the, the stock, like, they have. their oh. stock like shoots up and they're all like, Starbucks is amazing. Hey, think about it. They're the assholes that were giving a billion fucking straws a year to begin with. So just because they're not anymore doesn't make them great. It makes them just d- doing the right thing. Like, I don't understand. Like, doing something that's Can not shitty. talk about the porn thing? Yes, What's the porn, porn thing? thing. Talk about the porn thing, um, Nicole. So, so Starbucks had issued a statement a couple weeks ago that they were going to prohibit um, the usage of porn sites on their public Wi-Fi. Yeah. Anyway, so then there's a company called YouPorn after hearing that there was a ban on public Wi, you know, porn Starbucks, search yeah. uh, on, on Starbucks Wi-Fi. YouPorn made an announcement that they would stop serving Starbucks coffee in all of their offices in retaliation. <laughs> so who, if you're listening to this right now, are you the type of guy or gal that goes into your local Starbucks and you get... You type in that Pornhub and you start watching full length videos and there's like kids running around ordering like chocolate That's just milk weird. and shit. I don't That's understand. Weird. I don't understand the purpose of watching porn if Me you're either. not trying to get off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Or maybe they are. It's just Ew. really weird. Which makes me never want to sit in a Starbucks yeah. again. Yeah. Also true. You know what? Um, changing the subject from t- porn back to coffee. Um, do you? Do you <laughs> <laughs> porn back to coffee do you, do you know what we need down here in south carolina mm. honeydew donuts what uh, 
We got Duncan. I used to think that. Hear me out. I would say Mary Lou. We got Krispy Kreme down here, Mary Lou's. Oh, yeah. No, we got Krispy Kreme. Hey, we should go down to Columbia because the Krispy Kreme factory is down there. Really? And they they make them fresh. You can see them going around the conveyor belt. I've seen that in D.C. before. But Honeydew Donuts, Milk of Madness is to die for if you're from Massachusetts. I I think Honeydew went out of business, didn't it? No. Yeah, I just had one two weeks ago. Maybe they just closed several locations. Maybe no, but that's Papa Gino's and D'Angelo's. No, I know. Also, there there was a Honeydew like where I used to live, but there's not anymore. The original one. I don't know. Right, Milton or Milford? I I lived in Randolph. Randolph. Oh no, shit. You know, there's yeah, the Sto- shit. The Stilton BJ's is right there next to Randolph. Everyone, yes, that's where thinks, we used to go. That's, everyone where, that's thinks, where we used to go. Everyone thinks that the Stilton BJ's is in Randolph, but it's not. It's in Stilton. It's in Stilton. And also, Town Spot Pizza is in Stilton. That's the fucking shit. And there's Linwood and Randolph, but it's fine. But everyone's like, oh, Randolph BJ's? I'm like, no, Stilton. It's technically Stilton. I thought, why did I think you said Milton or Milton? I, I went to school in Milton all my life. Oh, fun fun. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, um, St. Mary of the Hills. You said you've been to SeaTac Strip. Yep. I don't know how it is now. And guys, I mean, I've never a, been. It's not a bad area. I've never been to that area. So, but I've. It's beautiful. It's kind of depressing. Been but on it's Google beautiful. Earth. Like so, in Twilight, how it's always raining in Forks. It's not always raining, but it's just like you don't see to have a clear view of the sun. But well, it's why would beautiful. you want to view the sun? Like. You can't look at the sun. You can't look at it. Isaac Newton looked at the sun and it burned I his like eyes. I like the he sun. He had to stay in the closet for two weeks because his eyes were burned. One time I was wearing sunglasses and I was looking out my car window and I was like, wow, the moon is full tonight. And they're like, Jen, that's the sun. Wow. And then eight shots later, she is on the floor. No, I, I actually <laughs> was a little intoxicated. It was on my birthday, oh, my 25th shit. birthday, and we were driving from Boston to Gillette. We went to Gillette that night. That was All right. Fun. So... I don't know how it is now, but back in the 80s, on SeaTac Strip near the airport, there were many bars, dance clubs, and little motels. Now, these motels had adult video rentals, and they also paid by the hour. So there was a lot of prostitutes there. This was a strip. You wanted, you know, tall, small, big, skinny, black, white. Whatever, green, As it doesn't matter. You could go to the SeaTac sh- Strip and get whatever flavor you want. Oh, okay. Now, during 1982, the remains of six women, three of which I told you, another two found by mushroom pickers, yeah, another two found by some kids bicycling, would be found near the Green River. So, okay, they've got a serial killer killing prostitutes but nonetheless there's a serial killer on the loose yeah it's nice that they at least know like they're like they're he's targeting just the prostitutes not that it's nice that he's targeting yeah. the prostitutes but it targets it yeah you know i was talking to specific i was talking to one of our patreon fans and she was telling me she said you know some of these true crime episodes not just your podcast john and jen and nicole's not just y'all's podcast, but other ones too. Like some of the baby episodes, like, I just can't stand. But the ones that I can get all the way through is when they're killing prostitutes. <laughs> and I was like, "I that makes sense. All right. All right. So you're going to love this one because we're killing a lot of prostitutes. <laughs> uh, I mean, like. 
think, yes, the baby ones are extremely hard for even me to get through, especially yeah. me to get through. Um, but, like, I don't know. There's still, there's still people, like... They are people. Did they make bad choices in their lives? Yes. Yeah, but it's a part of their occupation. It's an occupational hazard. If they were base jumpers, there's a lot of base jumpers that die, Jen. A lot. Yeah, because what they're doing could actually kill them. But, like... Yeah, that's their own stupidity. But, like, like I don't think... And I'm not being snarky, but I don't know. And and am I saying that prostitution is is right? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I agree with that. I'm just saying that, like, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone dying from having sex before. Unless yeah, they were allergic the to... The occupational condom. hazard, obviously, is... Like they're, they're easy targets. Getting they are, murdered, yeah. Jen. Well, yeah, I know. That's... And ending up in the Green River. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, think about it. The guys that they're picking up are not, like, super successful Brad Pitt. I mean, of course, they pick up a CEO every once in a while, but it's like... Um, well, that's, Christian only in, that's only in Pretty Women. And I mean, this is like... Dude, but also, he was into some fucked up shit. Yeah, so. but yeah. also, that took, took place in Seattle. It did. It did. Okay, anyway. And um, I didn't even read the books, and I knew that. The detectives... I read them. They're hilarious. They're freaking out, because there's nothing. All they have is little witness accounts, like this, oh, this guy waved at me, and then he got into a truck. The footprints aren't there. They're in the middle of the woods. All they have is bodies everywhere. And some of these women have... They know that the killer must really hate women. Because some of the women... Somebody has mommy problems. Some of the women... Yeah. And girls out there, I know you're going to probably be hurting right now, because when someone talks about kicking some guy in the junk, it's the same thing. There, Some of the women, the prostitutes, the victims, they had to surgically fish out rocks <gasps> from inside of their no. vaginas. There were rocks put up oh there. Oh, my God. And that's not just from throwing them in the river and then, oh, like a meandering rock will come and just, like, slide up in there. Nope, that's no, these were freaking almost like boulders, man. But like, were they, were, I have a question, were they inserted pre- or post-mortem? Because if you're, if, if, if he's putting them in there to sink the body, you would think that maybe they were dead first? They were dead first, yes. And then he would put them up there. The, the, the thing is, wow, with this guy... Yeah, it's still fucked up, but at least they didn't have to deal with that pain because they were already dead. Well, with this guy, he, and I'll get to childhood and stuff later, he hated women. Clearly. No, he, he liked having sex with women, obviously. Mm, I mean, he was a sex serious, addict. Serious mommy problems. But he had a very good point. So he would stick rocks up there. He would stick sticks. Anything he'd find, he would stick a lobster up there if he found one, right? I mean, anything. Do they have lobsters in Seattle? Well, maybe like a crab. I don't, I don't know, Jen. So I don't know, Jen. Like a snapper fish. He'd stick a snapper Alaskan fish up there. Crab. King crab. All right, so they reached out. Now they got a serial killer, and the public is going crazy because the and they finally labeled it the Green River Killer is out there somewhere killing all these women. Right, so they reached out to the FBI, their criminal behavior behaviorist profilers, John Douglas. You probably mm-hmm. heard that name before. I got a book over there, "The Evil That Men Do," mm-hmm. which he did not talk about this case. Huh? And it's 
my opinion why he did not talk about it is because the profile given and then the actual serial killer caught was not very accurate. So if you want to read the actual profile that he written out, John Douglas. Now, John Douglas is a very intelligent man, but the profile really didn't match up. So would you like to read the profile that he supplied to the uh, detectives, Nicole? I would. Profile elements include, one, all 49 killings were the work of one person. Two, familiarity with the sites where bodies were found. Three, drives a lot, drives in a van or four-door car, at least three years old, not well-maintained, and drives drives conservatively. Four, average or slightly higher average intelligence. Five, divorced. Six, low self-esteem. Seven, large man in good physical condition. Eight, white. Nine, no racial preference in his victims. In revised profile. Ten, still sees prostitutes. Eleven, between his mid-twenties and early thirties. Twelve, comes from a family background of marital discord. Thirteen, he is basically shy and has a strong personal feeling of inadequacy. Is not the type who can hustle, who can hustle women in a bar. He is not a smooth talker. He is basically shy and has very strong feelings of inadequacy. Fourteen, he has a prior criminal criminal history of assault and rape or psychological history. Fifteen, did not go with intentions of killing someone. Sixteen, he, the killer, has felt that he has been burned or lied to and fooled by women one too many times. In his way of thinking, women are no good and cannot be trusted, and he feels women will prostitute themselves for whatever reason, and when he sees women openly prostituting themselves, this makes his blood boil. Seventeen, had nonviolent encounters with prostitutes that ended normally. Eighteen, has a strong interest in police work. Killer may have agitated... Sorry. Killer may have initiated contact with victims by posing as a police officer or authority figure. 19. Raised by a single parent. 2. Oh, 20. Two people involved. 21. Does not plan to put his victims through some sort of ritual sex act or body positioning. 22. He is an angry individual who sometimes demonstrates power over his victims. 23. Enjoys the publicity he's receiving. 24. A beer drinker and probably a smoker. 25. Is unemployed or chronically underemployed. When he does work, he has a job requires more strength and skill. 26. An outdoorsman, recreational, fisherman, and a hunter. 27. Not very neat or meticulous. 28. Had trouble in school and dropping out during his junior and senior year. 29. Possible strong religious feelings. I'm, I'm interested in... It seems like a change of... Whoa. I'm slurring. It seems like a change of profile from the early numbers. It said a single killer or did it say multiple killers? It said multiple. Oh, never mind. And then it said two people involved. But I don't know. I don't know. I thought it said single and I I don't know. I'm strong. No, you're fine. So that... I'm going to tell you right now, that profile... That's a hit and miss, man. It really is. So some is true and some is not? Yeah. I mean, the majority is not. But they, oh, wow. But, but they did catch the Green River Killer? Yeah, they. Th- he's caught, yeah. Hmm. But not by that profile. All right, so hmm. one of the things they did was they ran a special manhunt live. 
This was kind of like America's Most Wanted. They were trying to catch the guy because at this point, there were 20-something victims already. And they were getting scared, and they were just getting on public news. Hello, I'm Roger Ottenbach, General Manager of Channel 13. Wednesday, December 7th, we'll join Seattle King County Crime Stoppers in a nationwide search for the Green River serial killer. Manhunt, like America's Most Wanted, gives you the chance to call in tips to authorities. Channel 13 will broadcast this special live at 5 p.m. with an update at 8 p.m. The subject matter of Manhunt is not appropriate for children. We hope that adult viewers will join us on Wednesday, December 7th and help us end the nightmare. So they were trying everything. Now, they did get, they got a lot of tips of who this guy is because what they would do is they would go, they know that the detectives know this guy is killing only prostitutes. Mm. They formed this thing called the Green River Task Force. They would actually get female detectives, just like on Arena 911, mm-hmm. dress them up as prostitutes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that yes. was a real thing. They tried that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the first time in history they tried oh, it. Oh, no. And it w- it didn't have any success, but I wonder if they based that episode off of what I they think did so. Here. I was thinking about that. Hmm. They they re- have you seen Reno now one? You showed us that episode. Yeah. So where there there was something else where we were talking about. That. I think it was for the <laughs> Eye of the Beholder one. The guy with the uh the the skateboard or the uh, roller skate guy. The mm-hmm. what's his name? You told us like the, you showed us the Thai food <laughs> one. Yeah. All right. So. Now, the FBI told Detective Reichardt that the killer would most likely call in. And the reason why he would call in, and I didn't know this at the time, is because the killer wants to stay as close as he can to the police developments. Mm. So he would call in and say, hey, I I knew some of these girls. I could offer any help. Like, what leads do y'all have so far, you know? Like, I maybe can... To keep close, but also to distance himself exactly. at the same time. Exactly. You didn't. Uh, yep. I thought you learned your lesson. I guess not. Dad, the vultures are back. Okay, kids, you know the drill. Windows up. Gone too far looking for a good deal on gas? Try Price Match, only from BP Me Rewards at participating BP and Amico stations. Learn more at bp.com slash best price. There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Hmm. They did get a suspect. The first one, prime suspect number one, Melvin Foster. Does he sound like a serial killer to you? Now, he initially called in... To offer his help. He said, I'm a cab driver. I know some of these women that have gone missing. Mm. Now they're up to like 30-something. He claimed to know some of the victims. They gave him a polygraph test because they found some warrants on his arrest. And he failed the polygraph test. Mm. Like, Mm. awfully. And he was just there to provide help. So this is the killer, right? No. 
Yeah. They decided to put surveillance on Mr. Melvin Foster, and he was frequenting all kinds of prostitutes during the night. Hmm. But that doesn't make him the killer. Exactly. It is weird, though. It is yeah. weird, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's not suspect. Well, I mean, like he says, he knows a bunch of the women. He knows them because he hired them. But that doesn't mean that he's killing them. No, but like, why would you randomly admit that to the police? All right, let me run well, down. The- he didn't admit it. He failed the polygraph test. Hey, guys, to give you a to give you a good idea of how many we're talking about within less than two years, I'm going to run down the first names as fast as I can, starting from um. 19, the end of 1982, okay? Just first names? Just first names. Amina, Wendy, Gazelle, Marcia, Cynthia, Opal, Chapman, Hines, Mills, Casey, Terry, Mary, Deborah, Linda, Denise, Shonda, Shirley, Rebecca, Colleen, Alma, Dolores, Gail, Andrea, Sandra, Kimmy K, Maria, Carol, Martina, Cheryl, Yvonne, Carrie, Constance, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly and Kelly, but one with an I, one with a Y. <laughs> Tina, April, Debbie, Tracy, Maureen, Mary, Pammy, Delise, Kimberly, Lisa, Patricia, Mary, another Mary, Cindy. So that that's just from two years. Wow. That's a lot. That was just that's first names. <laughs> just to give you an idea. And all these women were found... At the Green River. Yeah. How how the fuck are the detectives letting this guy keep dumping bodies around the fucking river? Like, I, wouldn't they have like a like a stakeout? Exactly. Yeah. I know. Exactly. Like, right. Hard. Even after like five people, you would want to like stake out the location where he's dumping them. How long is the Green River? Are they different locations? On the I, I mean, it's big river, but it's like shit. But you can get the whole county involved. Like, get multiple police departments involved if you have to. But here's the thing. These are prostitutes. Mm, they, they are not care. women and children, housewives and children. So they don't care. They are not. They're still people. The daughter of the sheriffs. That. They are prostitutes. Mm. And it has always been like that. And it is will always be like that. You know, it's a shame. I understand why. I understand both sides of it. But, like, it's a shame. They're people... They have lives, even though they're not like. I mean, even though their their jobs are not like CEOs or homemakers or accountants or anything like that. You know, like they're still people, and their lives still matter. It just makes me upset. Now, uh, let me skip to that part right quick. Like that could be your your cousin or your sister. And I'll show you your best friend. And maybe she's not making the best life choices. Maybe she's going skiing on a mountain of cocaine. Who knows? But like, but like, they, they're still people, you know, like they still have families. They're also criminals. Yeah, technically. Yeah, I know. I'm just giving the opposing view about why they're not. You're right. You're right. But they're criminals. Yes. But they're still people like look at her. She looks like she could be your, you know, but but I could see why a a police officer is like a little bit more like an eh. But I will say this, guys. When the Green River Killer was known, and it is known pretty quick that prostitutes go missing, these girls get scared. 
Yeah. And I have some, I, well, I'll show you some headlines. They're a committee themselves. Like, all these women probably work for, like, at least common pimps. Yeah. You know? And it's like, oh, Sally went missing. Be careful with the, your clients or I'll pimp slap you if I don't yeah. see you again. There were some feminists, 400 feminists within the area formed the Women Coalition to Stop the Green River Murders. Hmm. This was a march that they put on. They blamed the police for not trying because all the victims were prostitutes. This was in March. I'd march for that. And on March 16th, Opal Mills, one of the women, the first one of the first women victims found, her mother carried a sign that said, "My daughter murdered." Attitude too bad. Policeman's daughter murdered. Attitude Killer found the next day. You see what I'm saying? She was marching that. They were, the cops got a lot of shit. If you read the book, yeah. you can tell the tone of this guy writing the book was everyone hates us because we are not doing our job. Maybe they were doing their job. But the fact is, you're looking at 49 dead prostitutes. It's a lot of people. And they started at number six. It's a lot of people. And this guy was dumping them in the Green River. They formed the Green River Task Force. They questioned over a thousand suspects. They had maps with pushpins. Hmm. Ooh, pushpins. Were they different wall, colored for what? the different sites? One wall was filled up with 65 black loose-leaf notebooks filled with information about each murder. This is the type of bureaucracy that doesn't solve the crime. Yeah. I was reading this Paperwork. in the book. It You do not... You do not compliment yourself because you have mm. maps with pushpins. You compliment yourself when you find the fucking killer. But yeah. look at all these different colors we have. We have orange for this suspect and blue for that one. Then we have the red, the green, the white, the yellow, and the other ones. And I'm not talking bad. I'm, I'm trying not to talk bad about detectives. I'm really not. Like 50 victims. Are they living a life that's not as sa savory as other people? Yeah. But they're still freaking... They have lives. They have bills to pay. I'm not condoning their job. I'm just saying. But they're just like... How, how can you let this happen? But I will want, I want to say one thing. Half the community... Let's just face it, half the community is are glad this happened because oh the it's green killers out there. Criminals off the street. That's what freaking the prostitutes, now they're scared. What do they do? They keep prostituting there and, and wondering if this is a night or do they, they move. book out of town? Now the strip is clean of prostitutes. What are you saying? That the Green River it's, Killer it's is like Batman up. of Seattle? Yes. No, I'm not saying he's a Batman, but I'm saying he's driving off all this these prostitutes. Now, okay. So, like, but yes, the, I, that I can is understand a, that. that. Yeah. Now, like. That really did happen. I understand yeah. that that's happening. It's like the same thing well, back home. Um, you know, even, even in Somerville, when I drive into work, we have all these panhandlers. And it's like, I feel bad for you. You have a bad situation. Or do you? I don't know if you're faking it or not. But, like, please go away. Like, like, like you know what I mean? It's, it's sad. Like, I will sometimes, sometimes I do give, like, if I have spare change or something, I'll give to a panhandler. I'm, I have been known for that. But I wouldn't condone someone killing panhandlers to get the panhandlers to stop harassing people for money. 
You know what I mean? Like, I would much rather see someone put a viral video of someone panhandling and then going off and driving off in a Cadillac Escalade. You know what I mean? Like, put them, get them out that way. You don't have to go killing people. Yeah, but the, also the fact is, yeah, all the prostitutes left. But that don't mean they just stopped prostituting. They just went to other they counties. Went somewhere else. Yeah, they went to other states. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't solve the problem. It just moved it from one state to the but next. But how do you solve the problem? Other, that, that, uh, prostitution has been... It's, it's as old as yeah. time. It's yeah, prostitution profession. was literally one of the first occupations. It's always going to be there. Exactly. So so, so what's the... like? You, can't. you make it legal. No. Yeah, you make it legal, you make it clean. Who's going to go get a fucking hooker that has all kinds of diseases when they can go get a legal hooker that's been tested and is clean? Now you're not spreading diseases. The, the guys that go visit prostitutes, they're not going to stop visiting prostitutes if they make prostitution illegal. You know what I kind of They're going to figure it uh, out. And like I said, I'm not condoning prostitution, but if you have brothels, then you know you have people that have a steady job. Yeah, you got a safe environment for it. Like in Game of Thrones, like Tyron Tyron Lannister, Tyrion, I can't even fucking pronounce things, but he would go to brothels all the time, you know? And like, that's like a thing. It's a house, like it's a job. You know what I mean? I'm not, like I said, I don't know. I don't know. It's the same thing with marijuana, right? Like you make marijuana legal, you get the people like for selling marijuana off the streets, you get, you clear up the prisons, you, you, you know, you, you put money into the into the economy. What's the what is I wonder what the what the rate of murder for prostitutes is in Amsterdam? No, right. that, no, that's that's the question. I'm thinking of Deuce Bigelow. But like, <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Deuce hey, Bigelow. We got to get on with this, Jen. I am I'm making a point. Like, but if you like you can look to countries where it is legal and compare the crimes against that type of um, profession. To crimes where it's illegal. All right, so Melvin Foster was one of the prime suspects. Now, he called in to help. He said, hey, I know some of these girls because I'm a cab driver. Now, they found all kind of warrants and stuff, and they immediately suspected him. Hey, you're the guy. He failed his polygraph test. They put him under surveillance. Now, he went to the media, K-I-R-O media station, because they were following him. I mean, think about it. You're leaving your house to go... To go to Dunkin' Donuts to get their iced coffee that's from two to four is two dollars for any size. And there's a cop behind you. And yeah, it's like he ain't stupid. I mean he grew up in the streets. He knows that there's a tail. He's gotta shake that tail, right? So he was telling the media the whole time, I offer my help. And they're trying to make and they Blasting me in the media. I got all these newspapers. They're blasting him in the media. Like, he's a killer. Hmm. He's then killed all these women. And he was just trying to offer him some help. Hmm. So what does he do? One day he tries to shake the police. But he, instead, he drives to the KIRO media station without the tail, his tail, knowing the detectives following him. They didn't know where he was going. He drove to the media station where there was a cameraman waiting for him. Mm. And now this was a very outspoken Mm. man, like in the media, like, you know, and and he was accused of killing and prostituting and all that kind of stuff. Most people wouldn't be that outspoken because they got wives and children. You know what I'm saying? 
But now, he, was he having sex with the prostitutes? He was yeah, he was having sex with them. Okay. And they, he just didn't care, right? Now, he drove to the media station, and the cameraman was waiting outside for him. He pulls up, and then the cameraman runs over to the detective's undercover car and starts filming them. Hmm. Now, how embarrassing is that for that's the sheriff's department? Yep, yeah, that's pretty This shitty. is one embarrassing moment. This case is just an embarrassing moment after the next. Yep. Okay. They can't catch the guy. They're getting this guy, Melvin Foster, who was actually not guilty and was just trying to offer help. They were pressuring him so much, he cracked and went to the media and exposed how inefficient the sheriff's office is being. Now, the second suspect that they really thought they had, this is the guy. His name was Bill McLean. They were so confident. Bill McLean, he is the guy. He is the guy, and we're so confident because he failed the polygraph test, too. We're so confident that he is the one person out of 10,000 suspects they were looking at that the department catered wine and champagne bottles when they arrested him. Wow. Mm. He ain't the guy. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, polygraphs are not like... Guess who's in the news? (laughs) Looking like a fucking, yeah. But but polygraphs, while helpful, are not 100% valid. You know, like, like if, if you're sitting there questioning me, I'm obviously going to be stressed out. And that's what they measure is your response to the different, like, they hook you up to this machine and they, like, measure. I was watching um that movie, um one, the... Captain, uh, Mr. Whoever and Wonder Woman, the guy about who created Wonder Woman, he also created like oh, the polygraph. About, uh, Stanley? No, 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 not Stanley. Um, Mr. So and so and the Wonder Woman, the guy who actually wrote the Wonder Woman comic, he was involved in like this like uh-huh. polygamous relationship, but he also invented the polygraph machine and it measured what. The point is that polygraphs, they're, they're designed to measure your, I think, I think anyway, the way that I understand it, they're designed to measure your response to questions by, like, your heart rate goes up when you're lying or something like that. Yeah. So, so in a stressful situation, your heart rate's going to go up. Like, for me, like, I don't know if I would be able to pass any polygraph because I get nervous when I think that people, like, are thinking that. Like, that are sitting there questioning me, berating me. You know what I mean? It depends on the situation. Like, when you think about, like, Brendan Dassey and the way that the police were questioning him, he wasn't hooked up to a polygraph machine. But, like, like any type of stressful situation like that, I don't think that I would be able to pass a polygraph like that, even if I was telling the truth, because I feel like I would be really stressed out and my answers would... I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even finishing sentences. I don't know. But I'm just saying that polygraphs are not always 100% reliable. Detective Reidhart... Reichart and the Green River Task Force, over 40 detectives working on this. No one knows anything. They got over 10,000 suspects. They're desperate. And this is after they reached out to a psychic, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Whoa, they must have been really desperate. Finally, well, actually, Ted Bundy reaches out to them. Oh. Now, I want to say, Ted Bundy reaches out to them to offer help. Is this... What to, year is this then that they're offering? 1984. Okay, yeah. so it's only been two years. Okay. Yeah. Detective Reihart claims that Bundy was worried because now he's like 30, 
four victims in. He's worried that the Green River Killer may actually surpass him. That's what I was thinking. He was he wants to be the most prolific. <laughs> uh, so he's like, motherfucker, I gotta catch this guy. How many people did Ted Bunny kill? Uh, I think I haven't done Ted Bunny yet, but I think like under forty, probably around thirty eight or something. Oh, so he yeah. really was. Yeah. Oh he yeah. Did take his throne. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why have we never heard about this? Guy Ted Bundy? No, no, no. Green River Killer. No, I heard. The name, the, I've I, heard the name Green River Killer, but I don't know who he is. Okay, so now, not only was he worried that he may get surpassed as the most prolific serial killer in the nation, he also wanted attention. Ted Bundy has been on death row. Hmm. People were so all over Ted Bundy. His story was like. All over the media, oh, and then they're, it was not. Yeah, so they're <laughs> yeah. done. They're done with him. They're done with him. He's been sitting in his little cell, and mm. he's got nothing. No one wants interviews with him. He's done. So mm-hmm. this is a chance for him to get that spark. He can't go out and kill people and satisfy his sexual urges. So this, at least talking about it in the media, mm. could provide some sort of sexual gratification, gratification towards him, right? Um. Now, so we're about to hear the interview between Ted Bundy and Detective Reichart. Do you have some speculation as to why he may be doing that? Well, first of all, it's no good place. He's trying to dispose of the bodies where they won't be found. This guy doesn't want to get caught. Neither does he want to have his bodies found. I think it's clear that over time you can see him at least to appear at the time he's trying to improve his dump sites. He gets on Interstate 5, he's rumbling down Interstate 5, and he can just as easily drop off here as he did with Wim. But more likely, perhaps he's, he's, he's headed south, he drops off Pitzer here and, and Cody Rockman here. What's he saying? Well, summarize it for all us. Right. He was saying about his M.O., like, where would he dump him? Like, all right, he's going down Interstate 5. He's looking for places to dump him and stuff like that. Anyway, I'll summarize it because it's from the 80s, so the audio volume is pretty shitty. Basically, what he was saying, this guy is, number one, going to continue doing it. And further in the interview, which we didn't hear, he says something that actually helps the police. He says... Stop trying to go to this guy. This guy will come to you. He is going to continue dumping bodies in the Green River. Not only that, he revisits bodies in the Green River. And that turned out to be true. (laughs) So, just be patient, is what he said. I don't know. All right, anyway, let's move on. It was like he was being helpful, but for his own interest. Yeah. So the main point of it is psychopath. Ted Bundy gets in this episode and that <laughs> gives us more ratings, right? So anyway, <laughs> let me tell you about the third suspect. The detective started working with the local pimps because the pimps the control prostitutes. the prostitutes and their prostitutes are going missing. So now, and you got to keep in mind, these prostitutes and pimps, the last thing they want to do is work with a detective. Are any type of police, but during these circumstances, they had to make it work mm. because they needed each other. The pimps are losing their girls because they're getting slaughtered. They're losing their business. 
the prostitutes are losing their lives, and the cops are losing the faith in the community. They had to work together. So there was this one pimp. He calls the police, calls the detective's office, and he says he was, well, actually he announced himself as the boyfriend of this one lady. Her name was Marie Malvar. His girlfriend, his quote, girlfriend, got into one of the John's trucks to do a trick, you know, to make some money. And he got, he was watching from a little bit back. His, his car was backed up and some of the pimps are started to do this. They started to follow their, their, their girls to the locations and just kind of staying back and making sure everything's okay. That's what he did. Now he noticed when Marie got into this truck and he thought it was a purple truck. It's really red, Hmm. the actual truck. The purple truck, he noticed one thing in particular. It had all these primer spots on it. It's kind of like a beat-up truck, you know, like a, it's a little like a painter's truck. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got that little cage and you can put like a ladder up Uh there and uh stuff. Yeah, so almost like the Evil Brothers truck, kind of, you know, their blue Mm -hmm. truck, sort of like that. So... He was looking out, and he saw that, and he saw Marie get into that truck, and immediately they started arguing. And the truck pulls off, so he follows them. But he loses the truck and his girlfriend slash prostitute, his worker, Mm -hmm. at the intersection. You know, he stopped behind the red light and that truck just goes off into the distance. And he tries to follow it, follow it, follow it, and he can't. Mm. Now, he's getting this really bad feeling. Mm. He got this really bad feeling. And sure enough, hours later when she was supposed to be back, she didn't show up. Yeah. He goes all over the place searching for this truck. He know, he know If he saw the truck, he could spot it in an instant. You'll know that truck. I know mm-hmm. that truck. Mm-hmm. That truck had primer spots on it. That truck is l- unlike any other truck in the city. I can point that truck out in a, in a truck lineup. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He finally calls the police and he says, listen, I'm the boyfriend. Slash pimp. And they're like, listen, I know you're a pimp. Let's <laughs> just Call skip the formalities <laughs> and let's fucking solve this, right? Before he calls the police, he goes out the next day and he does his own detective work. Now he's turning on all these streets. He know he knows the truck went this way, east. He don't know where, but it can't be far because it doesn't go very far in there. So he's turning all these subdivisions. He goes down this one road, military road is the road he goes down, and then he kind of slows down. And in the corner of his eye, he sees it. He sees the truck. This little wow. shanty house. It's not a bad looking house. It's kind of, you know, out there in the on the Green River. In the sticks. About though. two miles of, away from the Green River. Yeah, in the sticks. And he's like, motherfucker, that's the truck. I see them primer spots. Mm-hmm. That is the truck. Mm-hmm. That truck. My girlfriend, I mean, my, you know, my girl is in there. Finally, he calls the police. What year is this? This is 1984. Hmm. He calls the police. They go down there. 
And there's like, man, you know, the detectives go down to that house and the truck's there. And I mean, they, they, you're, you're taking advice from a pimp. What's weird about this situation, and it's kind of funny, actually, the boyfriend slash pimp actually teams up with the missing victim's parents. Hmm. Now, they've never met before. Now they're in a big team. Hey, He's mom, probably like, I'm the boyfriend. Yeah. I'm definitely not the pimp. I'm no. totally the boyfriend. Right. <laughs> Let's go find your daughter, please. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird. It's like the pimp Just and the wrong. parents, you know? Yep. So the detectives go and knock on this guy's door. And he answers the door. This innocent looking guy He says, yes, can I help you? He's like, uh, the detective's like, sir, what's, uh, what is your name? Uh, my name's Gary Ridgeway. How can I help you? You know, you guys heard that name before? <laughs> Should we have? Is that the serial killer? <laughs> he says, yes, this is my truck. You guys come in. It actually come does in. sound a little familiar. Mm. You guys come in. They came in. They searched everything. Maybe yep. it's just the name Gary. I feel like Gary no. is a serial name killer. The detectives are like, listen. Serial killer name. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> The detectives are like, listen, Mr. Ridgeway, would you mind coming down to the police station and doing some polygraph tests for us? You know, just so we can rule you out. Nope. He passes. He goes down there. Oh. They give him about four polygraph tests. He passes them. Hmm. All of them. But they're not always accurate. One thing that you got to give credit for these detectives for. He's a sociopath. Before he left. Now, keep in mind, the DNA technology wasn't like it is today. Right. They asked them to chew on a gauze, like a cotton thing. Right. Now, the only thing they could get from someone chewing on a gauze back in the 1980s was the blood type. But Hmm. now, if they had saved that gauze, which they did, because they froze it, you could get all kinds of stuff. You could get some stuff enough to to catch the Golden State Killer, which Mm -hmm. they did. Mm -hmm. So, technology... Beautiful thing. So they asked him to chew on some gauze. He did. They did notice some abnormalities with some of his personal life. For instance, he went on strike for a three-week period in 1983. During that three-week period, there's been no other time where the Green River Killer has been as active as he was during those three weeks. Hmm. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Now, Gary Ridgway, who is this guy? Well, he's a painter. He's been painting for 30 years. He's very meticulous. He works at the Kenworth Trucking Company. He can paint a truck. I guess they just paint the big rigs. Like spray paint? Yeah, like yeah, like spray paint. He's but no Van Gogh, but is he the Van Gogh of trucking painters? Yeah, he is. because no, He's not the Van Gogh, but he's... The Picasso? If you all right, he, here's Gary Ridgway. He's a the Da Vinci. Yeah, if if you go into to a truck, well, a big rig truck that Michelangelo? Gary If you look at a big rig truck that Gary Ridgway's painted, and you crawl up all the way under that exhaust pipe, you'll see perfect stroke marks of paint to perfection. Wow! How nice. I mean, he was just a really good painter. He was the best in the business. That's why he was doing it for 30 years. I don't know. <laughs> truck painter. What do you want me to say? All right, so. Exactly. He's a truck painter. <laughs> but he was the best in his company. They did begin surveillance on him as well, but they 
he was so low in the suspect list, it wasn't even funny. I mean, pass the polygraph test. This guy's telling the truth. Now, this was 1983. Keep that in mind. Um, Gary, Gary Ridgeway was small, tiny man, 5'6", 150 pounds. Oh, really? He did have a previous arrest in 1982 for soliciting prostitution. Oh, well. And also, on an unrelated note, he does fit the McDonald triad, which, mm. do you know what that is, Jen? Mm-hmm. There's three things that make up the McDonald triad. Animal cruelty. Pyromania. Um, is it wetting the bed? Yeah, wetting the bed. Mm-hmm. Now, the the McDonald triad isn't 100% proven. A lot of serial killers fall under that, but that is not set in stone. That's It's a theory. It hasn't been proven one way or the other. Hmm. Now... A little bit about Gary's background. He did kill small animals growing up. He did set fires constantly. When he was six years old, he was a bedwetter. His mother was a clean freak. Now, growing up was not very good for Gary Ridgeway. He would wet the bed constantly. His mother would haul him out of bed naked in front of his brothers after he just peed all over the bed. And she would throw him in the cold shower, butt naked. She would also be butt naked. That's weird. And she would make him bathe. That's kind of making sense. In front of his brothers. And she was fixated when she was bathing him on his genitals. Oh, no. Now, he was six, seven years old. God, no. Gary, around 10 or 11, I mean, after this is going on started to like this and he started to he started watching his mom sunbathe now his mom dressed like a Poochie? prostitute prostitute yeah like a prostitute he would watch her while she sunbathes mm. sunbathes out there getting all tanned it's vitamin d all over my boobs yeah right, she's got right. nothing on he's sitting in the window dr- daydreaming but he ain't day. I mean, he's daydreaming about having sex with her, but with only his after mother? with yeah. his mother. But only after he slits his slits her throat, then he wants to have sex with her because that's the only way he could get away with it in his mind. You know, to have mm. sex with her. So it's like an Oedipus complex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whoa! That's now, real fucked. The detectives. But it may. I mean, it all fits. The detectives went back and started asking the prostitutes, like, who is this Gary Ridgeway guy? And Nicole, if you want to read this, prostitute Tracy Martin, which is an alias, actually jumped from a truck of Gary Ridgeway's. And this is what he said. He said, I don't like whores. I've never liked whores. My mother was a whore and I'm out to kill all whores. Mm. Didn't you know I'm the Green River Killer? Mm. I got into his pickup truck and he put a gun to my face and said, if I didn't do this, that and the other, I'd end up in the river like the rest of the girls. He started driving back to where the Green River is. I'm thinking, I'm not coming back. I tried everything I knew. I said, baby, you don't need to be out here paying for it. Baby, let me get your number. He lowered the gun and I jumped out the door. Hmm. Good for Smart her. girl. <laughs> now, it took Jeez. her forever to go to the cops because you're a prostitute you know all this killing's going on, but you still don't want to go to the cops because you're a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And you could get booked for, you know. Another prostitute that survived 
um, claimed that he couldn't get an erection. So he started choking her. Mm. And, okay, Gary Ridgway is a killer. You guys Quite obvious. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Although we're talking, like, this investigation is happening in the in the mid-80s about yeah. this guy. And you said it took 20 years? He is still the lowest of the suspects. What? During I, this. I don't understand. This is why there were marches on the street about the police not doing their job. Mm-mm. And if you read this book, this guy, and I, I know he probably did his best, but shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Did he, though, if we see all these victims? Yeah. Now, they searched... Gary Ridgway's home. 50 sheriffs went out there. The only interesting items they found was maps, ropes, and plastic sheeting. Now, his brother told police, because he had a truck, a painter's truck with primer spots on Mm -hmm. it, that the reason they may not have found evidence on the carpet is because he just replaced his carpet in the truck. Let me tell you about the M.O. It's going to get a little graphic. Gary Ridgway's M.O. Sometimes he uses literatures, socks, jeans, panties, whatever he could tie. Mm-hmm. Now, he is, Nicole, you read the profile from Doug, uh, John Douglas earlier. One of the bullet points was he's a big man, strong. Gary Ridgway is not a big man. He's not strong. He's five, six, mm-hmm. 160 pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's stronger than... A hundred and twenty pound prostitute because he did like the small and the young, the tiny prostitutes. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just bigger than them. Exactly. Right. There were sometimes the prostitutes were found with literatures wrapped so tightly around their neck that they had to be sawed off at the coroner station after you know post mortem. They were so tight. Mm-hmm. Now, he would kill most of the victims in his home. Gary Ridgway, the thing about the Green River Killer is you don't think he's a killer. He is not the killer type. Mm-hmm. Okay? He would take... Most of the women that he killed was in his own personal home. Okay? Now, he would take them and show them... The first thing he would show them is his son's room. Yeah, this is my son's room. Mm-hmm. You know, yada, yada, yada. And then he would kill him there. Did he actually have a son? Yeah, he had a son. In fact, um, sometimes he, when his son Matthew was an infant, he would take, he would cruise around the prostitution strips with his infant son mm-hmm. and pick up prostitutes because, you know, he was there. Who's going to, this isn't the Green River Killer. He's got an infant in the car. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Sometimes where he didn't have access to his infant son, he would just show baby pictures. So he would usually pose as a harmless wimp. He would pull up to the strip, the prostitution strip. He would kind of spy on the girls. He maybe have truck problems, like he'd pop the hood, trying to pretend like he's innocent. Oh, can I have your help? I'm just innocent, you know, kind of guy. I can't hurt a fly type of thing. Oh, here's my here's my son, my infant son. Isn't he cute? You know, he would just be a harmless wimp. So they would trust him because he's, he, I mean, who's this guy, right? He's a little, and he ain't going to do nothing. Mm. So he would always go for the most vulnerable women around. That was his thing. Now, he would kind of spy on them and then 
people that would notice his truck, he would go, it is like he zooms in, picks up the girl and then zooms out like before anyone notices it. So he would be uh, backed up where no one could see him waiting for the perfect opportunity, drive up to the girl, get her in the car, drive off, like spending less time, you know, there. He don't want to be recognized. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He would kill the victims usually by asphyxiation, choking them to death with all his might, usually with literature because he can't, he wasn't strong enough to actually choke them to death. He would cut the fingernails so the detectives couldn't determine his blood type because obviously they're scratching them. Stop, what are you doing? Scratching them all over his body so he cut the fingernails off. Mm -hmm. He would take the bodies and he would wrap them in either carpet, pieces of carpet or plastic. He would dump them all over the Green River area. Now here's the thing that makes him a complete fucking nightmare. He doesn't want those bodies to be found because he's not done with the bodies. Even weeks later, he's not done with them. He knows where every one of those are in his head. He's got a mental map of every one of them. And sometimes he'll revisit them. Here, if you want to read, Nicole, can you read this? With many of his victims, Ridgeway wasn't finished after they were dead and disposed. He would go back to rape their bodies, brushing away maggots if necessary. Ducky. <laughs> yeah. so he's brushing away those maggots. Yeah. He, he would go, I mean, these bodies would be, when, when Detective Reichart pulled out the arm, trying to pull this arm out of this body, this African-American woman, Instead of pulling the arm out in the body, the skin peeled back from the uh, arm, from he, the elbow. And he was having sex with that. Ew. Yeah, he was having sex with that the whole time. Like Gross. He would be like, fucking maggots, get away from here. God, I, this is mine. Ew. I mean, this is weeks later. You he think would about go like, back. what the skin would do in that area, Ugh. too. Yeah. Like, it, in that area uh, in which uh, he is raping. Like, no so, I mean, when you think about Dennis Nielsen and stuff, like... Yeah, this is gross. Yeah, you know, putting bodies in his floorboards and bringing them up a couple of days. This guy would go a month later. Oh my gosh! No, you know, there's oh fuck, there's maggots everywhere. Just get them. Ah, uh, shit. Let me clear some of these maggots out of the way. Gross the body, you fucking reeks. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's in rigor mortis, and the yeah. No, some of the bodies he would actually stuff rocks into the vagina. Now Ugh. I don't know if this is to protect from the maggots getting in there. No. This is to weigh someone down. No, he he's not. He doesn't want to submerge them mostly because he knows that they'll be all spongy. Then I mean, he wants to get them where he can come back three weeks later and have sex with it and have sex with it. Like you know. Well, then I don't know the answer to that. It's just not good news. That's all. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why detectives are getting so much shit? You have up to seventy prostitutes being dispersed around the Green River. Not only that, but this guy is coming back and having sex with these dead bodies, and, and you still can't catch this motherfucker. So did, did the police Are just not... It me? took the police that long to find bodies? Because they were... Yeah. It's not like they were like... No, they're the finding them fucking everywhere. The media was finding them. They, they had hired a psychic 
And one of the psychics went in there, out there, and they would, and she tripped over a body. There were bodies everywhere. But they were, but they were like obviously they were picking up the bodies as they found them. But this guy would just like he would just go and it's like they, but they wouldn't find them for weeks. He would have, have enough time to go back rape the bodies yes, before they would find them. But holy shit, you know he's going around the area, right? It's like that's kind of crazy that they mm-hmm. would be sitting around for that long, and he's going back to rape these bodies again. Mm-hmm. Here's why the detectives got so much shit. 50 known victims, up to 70, buried around the Green River area. He's not just dumping them. He's going back to each one of them, having sex with them again. You could, and Ted Bunny even told him, Ted Bunny was like, listen, just be patient. If you just sit out there, that guy is going to come to the body. You could sit by a body that's out there and he's going to come back because he wants to sexually wow. get off in the body. Mm-hmm. If yep. you just wow. hang out by a dead body, he's going to come You'll back. find him. Yeah. Like, holy shit, man. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Wow. And a lot of the book that I read was so much bureaucracy. I mean, it's kind of amazing that this it's guy like, even bothered to write a yeah. book when he it's could so get a lot of shit for much how he handled it. bureaucracy in it. Oh, you can't do this. This is my jurisdiction. No, I do it this way. Instead yeah. of just fucking sitting out there in the Green River waiting for this asshole to come back and have sex with a corpse and catching them red-handed, you don't catch them at all. I'm sorry. It's okay. For 20 years. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. It's fucking insane. You know what's also insane? What? This guy was married. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, he did say he had an infant. Oh, uh, yeah. shit. Well, he, he was on his third oh. wife. All right, let me show you. Um, oh, wow. He got married multiple times. Yeah. Um. All his wives said he liked to have sex all the time. I wonder why. So obviously the women's coalition, (laughs) they formed a women's coalition for this. One headline in a paper read, killer is loose. Does anyone care? (laughs) It's sad, but like at the same time. So did he like stop killing people for a while? Yeah, he actually did. He willed himself to stop, which is something that, is also was thought could never happen. Everyone thinks a serial killer has a bloodlust and they have to continue doing it. When did he got on? He didn't want publicity. He wanted he wanted to keep doing his hobby. I mean, this is how he lived. He didn't want publicity. When the publicity got too hot, he calmed down. Hmm. You know. So he he killed between what nineteen eighty two and nineteen eighty. What, before he took a break? And how many people did he kill before he took a break? Uh, He took a break in 1984, and then he remarried, or he met his wife, his third wife, and married in 1988. And here's a, or 19, yeah, 1988. Here's a video of her. Now, this is sad, and I'm going to say, she doesn't know her husband is the Green River Killer. At the time of this video? I mean, yeah, she knows now. Can you imagine, like, being a serial killer's wife? Her story. No, no, no. What do you remember? I'd probably cry. I was in shock that day when I heard someone driving up in the driveway, and 
it's I still can't believe it, but it has happened. And humiliating for yeah, Judith like, Ridgway, the serial killer's ex-wife. Oh, it was like a brick wall dropped in front of me and didn't know what to do. Everything stopped. How do you not know? And it feels... Anyway, that's, wow. Yeah, that's his wife. That's sad, man. Like, yeah, that sucks. I hope if I get married, my husband doesn't turn out to be a serial killer. Me too. So he paused for how how long? What? Well, so 1984 is when they were really on to him. Yeah. They actually. He's a suspect. Number, right. I mean, down he was. At the bottom yeah. Of the list, he eventually suspect. got to the number one suspect. Okay. So in 1988, he marries Judith. Mm-hmm. Now he wasn't actually arrested. November 30th. 2001 oh my gosh <laughs> so that means the entire time but like but not so just he, so his first murder was 1982 he didn't get arrested until 2001 but for even for judith though okay so 1988 they got married so that entire time that she was with him he was killing people well he killed Before most he of his people no he killed most of the people from 1982 to 1984 then he stopped, married Judith, and he killed, I think, four more people when he was with Judith. Because Judith, in one of her videos, says, I felt so betrayed when the detective showed me that he was, she found condoms, a secret stash in his truck, and then detectives found a secret stash of condoms in her car, like Ooh. in the top of the car, you know, with a felt stuff oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they were like, listen, Ugh. your car was probably used as a murderer. Oh, my gosh. Uh, all that shit. Yeah, right? It'd burn it. And so... Yeah, burn it. And yeah. she... And in one of her videos, I think no it's this video, she says she feels so betrayed. Yeah. You know? I would feel betrayed, too. But so she was only around yeah. for about four murders. He committed all those other murders before, but so, these are just... So he committed, like, 65 murders. They got him... Everyone thinks he's about 70 murders. With most of them still being within that 82 to 84 time. Yeah. I mean, a lot. And a couple. Now, when he was finally arrested... Wow. He, he was arrested in 2001. He spent 30 years painting trucks at the same company. One day after work... They arrested him. Wow. On four charges of they they can only pin four charges from the first DNA from those first bodies. Now, here's the thing. His defense attorneys, it's two thousand one. Insanity. No, not insanity. Oh, you found you found my you found my client's DNA from his sperm inside this prostitute. Yeah, he wasn't a killer. He was a customer. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? It's true. They didn't find anything at his house. There's all kinds of DNA on these prostitutes. How the fuck are you going to pin this on them? They got him locked up. They either find something else besides the DNA or they have to let him walk. Oof. He was about to walk. Now... Wow. Luckily for the detectives, DNA has rapidly caught up and advanced within those few months. Wow. Now they can, what they actually did was they found tr- what they call now trace evidence. 
very, very minute particles. This is why um, contamination of crime scene is so important Mm -hmm. not to do. Right. Mm -hmm. They found trace evidence of paint. Ah. And who works at a fucking painting shop, Mm -hmm. right? He's a truck painter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they matched those paint. They, They did a complete DNA analysis and matched the paint. And they, they could actually place the prostitutes at his home. Wow. With the exact paint. The only trucking company in the world that uses this exact wow. hue of paint was the ones they found on the victims. Now they got him. Right? I mean, or that, that he was a cuss, you know. But when he was arrested in 2001, he told his wife, Judith, they... They did this before. They got the wrong guy. It, I'll be out in like two days. This is stupid. They got the wrong guy until they presented that evidence, mm-hmm. you know, but they almost lost him again. Wow. If that makes sense. Again? I mean, because they didn't DNA. Oh, yeah. My semen's in a prostitute. So his like Big 10 world. other guys like what am I? Are you guys done yet? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So did he how did they end up pinning all of these people to him? Well, well, I guess it was just the same M- M.O., so they knew it had to be him after all. Or did he end up confessing to any of these Yeah, people? he ended up confessing. Wow. Let me, um, he confessed mm-hmm. to all of them. Let me show you this. Run That's through these little surprising. videos right quick. Mm-hmm. Today at approximately 3 p.m., That's right, detectives Clark. from the King County Sheriff's Office arrested a 52-year-old man for investigation of homicide. The man arrested is Gary Leon Ridgeway. Once he's taken to jail and he's got attorneys, they can start to build their defense. His plea is not guilty to all charges. And their defense not was, guilty. we recognize after talking to him. Huh? He confessed. He confessed after. Yeah, he confessed after. Oh, he's a congressman now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> all right, so here's... Now, he confessed after, after they got that. And here's why he confessed. Because his defense... Attorneys were like, listen, they probably got you on this shit. So here's their new thing. You can, you're going to confess to everything you've done, and we're going to get you out of the death penalty, the execution. Because, and I didn't think this was, when I first started, when we first started this podcast, I thought that was stupid. I mean, he deserves to die, right? Yeah. But like also, the families deserve exactly, the families. Know. So the, situ, the stipulation with, the plea bargain he's got was you, sir, will live like a rat in a cage mm-hmm. and avoid the death penalty completely until you die. If you confess to every murder you've done and show and every murder we don't have on the books, which is up to 70, they only got 48 on the books mm-hmm. and confess to every murder and show us the bodies, which will give the family closure because there are people that. There are mm-hmm. women that were not registered as a Green River killing. Mm-hmm. They were just missing. Yeah. And those families are still wondering where their daughters are at. Yeah. But now they know because Gary Ridgway says, ask. "I this is where I... Yeah, so um, Detective Reichart called it uh, kind of like writing with Ridgway. So mm-hmm. they would put him in this little cell and then for months, for like six months, every day they would take him out to some random location somewhere and he would direct the cops on where to go and show them exactly where he buried the bodies. So Here. did he identify 70 bodies? 
Or did he only identify 48? I'm just confused about which is the... He I, I th- he identified 48, yeah. Uh. He directed the driver exactly down the right roads. At this light, take a right. There was no wrong turns anywhere. The park is straight ahead. We get into the park. He goes right to a spot that I was at years earlier. And he said, right in here's where I killed her. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right in here's where I killed her. <laughs> what the fuck? So callous. Why did you like killing people? I just hated, hated women and they're the vulnerable people to do it. I mean, it's just so hard to describe. It's surreal. It felt good to kill a woman. Good to take their life and to... it was like looking into the eyes of pure evil. Yeah, so like what a sight to see. Mm. He was in front of the judge. They all knew he was going to confess the 48 murders. So it was 48 names. The judge was like, victim number one, guilty. Victim number two, like the names, guilty. And 48 times he said guilty, 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 guilty. He got 48 life sentences consecutive without parole, but he avoided the death penalty. He's still alive. He's 69. Is he really? Yeah, he's, I think 69. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. He, is he the most prolific serial killer in the United States? I I mean, he's one of them, yeah. I mean, Cottingham, uh, Richard Cottingham, the episode we did was probably... Maybe more, but... More than 70? I can't remember oh, yeah. how many he was. So, yeah, that is um, my story of the Green River Killer. Wow. And if you guys... I'm putting all the links and stuff on Patreon.com for our Patreon supporters. Join the conversation. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash talk murder. Support us. If you love what we're doing, if this episode was... If this you love this episode and, and you want to see more and more and more and more and have an episode done for you, maybe a hometown murder, uh, let me know. Join our Patreon. And this mm. was my Green River Killer Murder. Wow. wow. Really, really cool case. Thank you, John, for doing all your research on that. Um, thanks, guys, as always, for listening to Talk Murder to Me. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope that you will be looking forward to future episodes. And um, and so it got a lot of applause. Like there was a lot of feedback that um, people would go to inappropriate sites on their Wi-Fi, including ones that were like included child Pornhub, X Hamster, Red Tube. Would you care to keep going with all the places that you go to in your spare time? No, okay. <laughs> That's what he does in the room all day. So, um, no, I mean, in, that, in that chair right there, Jen. Ew. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jen. So, I don't know anymore. So, one of the. Your microphone um, used to be black, now it's white. Ew, shut up. Ew. <laughs> That's gross. I'm sure so you the, don't do it in here. It's probably only in your bedroom. <laughs> Although, he does close the door. All the time. I mean, I close the door all the time. That's because dogs fucking in and out, in and out, sure. in and out. And wait to give you your presents. Really? Because I can't wait to give you guys your gifts. I think I worked hard on thinking what you want. I'm really it's good. It's good. Is it? Mm-hmm.
I think you guys are going to like yours, too. Well, Jen, I better, because I'm going to be really pissed if I don't. One of them I'm pretty sure you're going to like. The other one I'm also pretty sure you're going to well, like. You made me want to buy a third one just to make sure, sure. You know? Do you know how much money I have <laughs> left in my account? Because this party cost me so much money. And plus, like, I don't, you know, I don't cover a lot of sphere- female serial killers, because it's like women's basketball. Did I say that out loud? Anyway, Ted Bundy. <laughs> Excuse me. I played basketball. And you know what's funny is that I always have, like, you know how I, you guys know how I, like, have vivid dreams? Yes. Like, I always have dreams where I'm, like, playing for my high school basketball team again. Except I'm, like, were those the times of your life? No, because he, Shit. my fucking coach sat me on the bench my senior year and. What like, a dick. He was a dick. <laughs> he was a dick. And, like, me and my friend. Uh, who I can't say names because we can't mention names, but like, like so me and my friend who was also a senior, we never got to play, and it was so bogus because we were both good. Like I'm gonna toot my own horn. Like I was a good basketball player, and I never got to play. Mm. Like I played. Okay, we had senior night, mm-hmm. right? Which was the last last home game of the of the season, and um, I played in the first quarter, and that was it. He did not let me play the whole senior night game. Like he played me for like maybe maybe five minutes of the first quarter, and I sat the rest of the game. What a dick! He was a dick. I hope you're listening to this, Coach. Even I don't want to taste your balls. Why? I shaved them the other day, Ew. and my coin Stop. purse. Stop! Stop! You know what a coin purse is, Jen? Isn't that just your balls? No, it's like the gooch area where what's, you can actually. What's put the it, gooch? The gooch is between your balls and your butthole. You put you can put a quarter up there if you need to save your money. All right, let's, and it let's, up let's there too, try dude. that. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. At First Commonwealth Bank, we know better banking begins with better ways to do the things you need to do. That's why we've made it easy to open a new First Commonwealth checking account with our simple-to-use mobile account opening. Now, the same device you use to talk, text, snap, share, schedule, email, navigate, and watch can help you open a great checking account, too. Visit fcbanking.com from any device and upgrade your digital banking to better with mobile account opening. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. 